Bush and Richie here with another uh, daily takeaway podcast for you. Uh, here is the thing that we promised in the live show if you were listening. But if you were listening to yesterday's show, there was like a background story going on where Donato, uh, an Italian hometown listener, was stuck in traffic. We got chatting to him on the phone and then he kind of kept giving us updates about... Was he trying to go to work? Yeah, so we were asking about how you'd let yourself down and he then... He decided he'd let himself down because he's he'd ignored his sat-nav. Oh, that was it. Uh, and decided, no, 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 I'm going to go on the M25. What do you know, sat-nav? And he'd got stuck in traffic. And he'd contacted us during the first hour of the live show, which would be about half past four, and he flippantly said, well, hopefully I'll be at work by the time you guys finish. And he professionally shred stuff. That was the other thing. Here's his email. Hello, guys, how are you? Just to keep you informed, this might be material for a laugh. Oh, Yesterday, I got to work at 8.36pm. <gasps> wow, so two hours than his worst-case scenario when we were actually talking on the show. He goes on, after changing route many times, I ended up on a private road with gates, barriers and an army of Spartans. The only solution at that point was to go back to the A13 towards Blackwall Tunnel, basically the route I should have taken at the beginning. Fortunately, my colleagues Brian and Lukas took some jobs from my list and I could still finish at the same time. It's been a journey like Frodo's one, but I made it eventually. Have a great day. Live long and prosper. Donato. Wow, what a guy he is. <laughs> I love the adventures of Donato. What? I'd love to know in total how long that journey was, though. Because, like you said, half six was his worst-case scenario, and yep. then that's another two hours on top. And he'd contacted us around about half past four. So you're looking oh. at a four-hour journey just because he ignored his sat-nav. Always listen to your sat-nav. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, you know, sometimes in life you, you build up the fear about something. I've literally fallen to pieces uh, in the supermarket car park. Yeah. Let me explain why. Uh, so our supermarket in town has uh, got two floors to the car park, the bottom floor that you enter on, uh-huh. uh, and then there's a ramp up to the top floor, which is by the entrance to the actual shop. OK, gotcha. Which is where I used to park when I had my golf, and it's also where I used to park when I drove in in the Mini. Changed cars, the car is now slightly larger, and I've become scared about driving up the ramp. I'm absolutely <laughs> certain that the car won't make it up there and I'm going to get wedged. Despite the fact that when I look out the windows of the actual supermarket, I see cars of a similar size. They've made it up there fine. They make it back down fine. But I don't have the confidence to drive up there without getting wedged. I've got the fear. So I like the fact that you're, like, jealously looking at those other cars, like a kid outside a sweet shop. Wishing your car would go up there. Well, there's the thing. It probably would. I'm jealous of the drivers themselves, not the car, because they've got the ability to say, no, you aren't going to make it up there. You're not going to scratch your sides. You're not going to get wedged. But I've got the fear. And every time I look at it, every time I go there, I'm thinking, no, 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 you can't do that, Rich. And it's building it up. It's building it up. I know, but there's nothing worse than the fear. I mean, you know, obviously, something bad happened to me at Brentwood NCP. I've got to be honest, the story that I hope you're about to tell keeps on going around in my, inside my head every time I look at that ramp. We used to have a VW uh, van, right? And uh, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Because uh, remember, we, we, we did a meet-up at, at Brentwood, didn't we? We did, yeah. It, like, towards the end of the whole lockdown thing got together. And I like Brentwood so much for, let's take the family back there. Uh, went to the NCP... <laughs> Uh, Katie said to me in the front, do you reckon we're going to get under that barrier? I'll be like, yes, absolutely fine. It's just a car park. Scratching noise, worst scratching noise you've ever in your life. Got the, got the van stuck in, in the entrance to the NCP. Had to let the tyres down to try and lower it. And then some fella walking by sat in the boot with me as we tried to rock it free. And since then, I kid you not, I've not been into one of those covered car parks because, like you said to him, yeah, he's got the fear. Even though we drive a different car now, it's not a van anymore. 
if there is something in your life where you've you've let the fear build up to ridiculous levels where you've got that fear you're intimidated by it tell us what it is I'm sure it's going to be an absurd thing like a supermarket ramp for me the weirdest thing is right you know when I did actually get the van stuck in Brentwood NCP yeah. the amount of people who came forward and said that that's happened to them as well it's a, it's a more common thing than you would think which doesn't help your fear I, I, I know exactly because yeah. that, that suggests that people do get wedged in car park ramps I'll tell you another one that does give me a bit of the fear is um, have you ever have you ever gone through like a, a tube gates you know like for the, the yeah. tube or the train and then it's not worked properly so the gates close back in on you yeah that's an awful experience that it's happened to me a couple of times and even now to this day when i know i've tapped is fine i always think they're going to get me again do you know what i mean yeah and you also fear that because of that that people are looking at you as if to say oh he's he's not paid he's, he's a fair dodger <laughs> exactly. Tra- trapped with little beakly legs flicking away what, what are the things that you've got the fear about built up a level of intimidation about i'm struggling getting to the top deck of the supermarket car park because i'm it's not I- a euphemism or anything, so. <laughs> It's the worst euphemism in the world, if that... Having trouble getting to the top deck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, they're going to get wedged, mate. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Dave says, putting the coin into the next shopping trolley, I've had one jam on me and I couldn't close the slot. Got wedged halfway, couldn't get me quid out, couldn't get a shopping trolley out. An old lady said, I can help you, and just smoothly shut the slot and pulled out my trolley. Her face still haunts me. It's a quid, Dave. Let it go. Do you know what I mean? He's got to the stage now where he can't even go shopping. That's what happens when the fear builds up. I mean, working out whether to say these or not, because there's a couple of people who've been messaging in with nightmare scenarios of exactly what you're scared of, your your worst-case scenario. Liz says, I once saw a woman on the ramp to a covered car park accidentally floor it... (laughs) Apparently she was new to an automatic and it ended up mounting the wall like an extra from the Italian job. I'm going to have nightmares about this now. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) Tina, uh, tell us about the fear. To get onto our estate, you need to cut across oncoming traffic and I can't do it. So I have to drive about half a mile out of my way to get to the nearest roundabout to come back on myself to get home. Wow. So um, did you have a bad experience when you were cutting across the traffic then, Tina? No. No, nothing at all. It's totally unreasonable, but I just can't do it. Tina, the, the maths of this is spectacular because probably you'll leave the house once a day, so every time you're coming home, you are driving half a mile extra and then driving that back, so that's yeah. a mile a day. So over a year, you are driving an extra 365 miles. Well, I've only been there 19 years, so it's not bad. <laughs> I can't do the maths, but that's a lot. That's a lot of extra driving. <laughs> Tom's got the fear. He's got the fear about a brand new dinner table he bought three weeks ago. What's so scary about that? He started trying to put it together, sprained his wrist. Uh, he's worried about spraining it again mid-assembly, so it's still in the box on the living room floor. He's Would, got the fear. Wouldn't want to ruin his weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we've been floored by this shameful statistic. 500,000 kids in the UK don't have a bed to sleep in at night. If you've got kids and you, you tuck them up in bed, read them a story in the evening, let that sink in for a second. Not even got a bed to sleep in. It's an unbelievable thing. We've joined forces with Cash for Kids. Benson's for Beds are giving us the beds at cost price. Uh, our lovely friends at Tesco Mobile have already made a sizable donation. And you guys have been brilliant so far as well since we started talking about this on Monday. Uh, the donations are flooding in. Dave from Liverpool has donated 50 quid. He says, hi guys and 
girls, thanks for letting us know about this. Really appreciate what you're doing. I didn't realise it myself, and that's the feeling that Richie and I had as well. I just wasn't aware that this was a thing. Keep up the great work in the Fab Tunes. May God bless you and keep you safe. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Andy's in Fairham says, I've slept on the floor before when I couldn't afford a bed or a mattress. I can't believe children are having to do this as well. Uh, they need good rest just so they can be children. Great cause, happy to donate. Thank you so much to everybody that has. If you would like to, uh, then absoluteradio.co.uk slash beds. Nice and easy to remember. That's where you need to head. And we really appreciate your help. Uh, have you got something where you've uh, built up a bit of a fear about it, like uh, the state I've got myself in with the top deck of the supermarket car park? Going to get wedged in the ramp if I go up there. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> uh, Lynn's is hanging on. Uh, what is it for you? Well, what it was, in, in the old days, the houses had two different water tanks. There was one with treated water that you'd use in the kitchen for drinking, right. and one you'd use for washing, which wasn't treated. So my great-grandmother taught my grandma... Don't drink from the upstairs tab. The water's not safe. It'll make you sick. So then, of course, my grandma taught my mother, don't drink from the upstairs tap. It'll make you sick. So then my mother taught me, don't drink from the upstairs tap. But nowadays, it's completely nonsense. All the water's treated, but I just feel like I can't do it. I See, I, I, I swear I've heard that you're still, uh, in 2022, not supposed to drink from the upstairs tap. I would agree with Bush. I'm still in a position where I would not drink from the upstairs so tap. Yeah, I mean, if I need a drink, I have to physically go downstairs to the kitchen and get it. It's complete nonsense. My partner thinks I'm mad and he mocks me all the time for it, but it just feels wrong. But you can't you can't go into your bathroom with a pint glass and fill it up and have a, <laughs> no. have a squash, no, can you? No, even if I, no, 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 absolutely not. But, like, you, you brush your teeth with it and it's all completely fine. Yeah, but then you, you spit that out, don't anything. you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Linz, we stand shoulder to shoulder with you on this one. Yes. We, uh, you, we support you and not your partner. Yeah, 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 fine. I'll, t- I'll tell him that. Uh, Lid, for one more time, could you do the line, don't drink from the upstairs tap, it will make you sick? Yeah, don't drink from the upstairs tap, it will make you sick. Thank you, okay. it's brilliant, take care. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, one thing we've noticed today, being in work, is there's lots of school trips about. You've seen that, lots of kids, <laughs> full uniform, going down Shaftesbury Avenue or whatever to go to plays, etc. Or little kids holding hands with high-vis vests on. Mm. Think to myself, I'll get on a different tube section. Thanks very much. Don't fancy that. But um, you can't beat your school trip. It is a chance to become part of folklore. So I thought, given there's so many of them around today, let's celebrate tonight on Home Time School Trip Legends. Legends spelled with a Z. So those kids in your year that through misbehaviour or misfortune have uh, achieved legendary status for their behaviour on a particular school trip. <laughs> So just to nominate, uh, I won't say his surname, Paul, from our year back in the day at Cuthbert Main School in Torquay, uh, got all of us sent home from Cricket St Thomas for being warned twice about mucking about. He mucked about as we were queuing to go in, broke his arm, <laughs> ambulance turned up, whole school had to go back. <laughs> so if you've got someone like that in your year, that's obviously uh, a bit of mucking about, but also a bit of misadventure. Anything goes, if they've become a legend in your school, we want to hear about them. I remember primary school going to uh, an England versus the Netherlands friendly at Wembley. Ooh. Now, the coach had already been held up uh, on the way up to Wembley from the south coast, came up from Eastbourne. Uh, so we'd already missed the entire first half. What was what the hell the, the coach up? That's unbelievable. <laughs> Just London traffic. Uh, so we got there for the second half. So I only saw like half of a game of football 
And then we were the last coach to leave the Wembley car park because Robert had gone for a walk around the stadium. Love him. My mate Robert. So, like... It's <laughs> walkabout. You got the teachers panicking, thinking that they've lost a child <laughs> after already missing half of a game of football. He turned out he's absolutely fine. School trip legend. School trip legend. I bet he was just completely unconcerned. What was all the fuss about? Of course he was just to see Wembley. Why do these teachers put themselves forward for this? It's so stressful. Uh, Another Roger here says, kid got banned from Bristol Zoo for jumping in one of the ponds. The whole of year seven stroke the first year were made to leave early in shame. He is indeed a school trip legend. Natalia says, uh, we went to a farm. Uh, The teachers told this boy, Joban, uh, not to go near the goats because they'd eat everything. Joban! And, of course, he went over to the goats. One bit, <laughs> one bit his name badge off and ate the whole thing. Yes. Have some of that, Joban. Aren't goats awful? Aren't they? <laughs> they are... Awful. Four-legged dustbins. Also, I can't, I, sometimes I forget that, like, should we even be eating their cheese? It doesn't seem right. Do you know what I mean? There's no right us eating their cheese. They don't look like they'd be involved in cheese. Not if they've been eating name badges. Well, exactly. How's that coming out the other end? Name badge cheese. Nate says, I walked down an old railway track as a charity walk for school, really fancied this girl called Siobhan and got chatting to her. Was Was going okay, went to pet a horse over... (laughs) She went to pet a horse over a wooden gate and I went with her. She was just about to... I was just about to ask if she'd go out with me and the horse bit her on the boob. Oh. What an awful story. Uh, <laughs> Terrible story on, on so many different levels. It's way worse than a name badge as well. It really is. Poor R.I.P. Joban. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Steve says, yes, we had one who disappeared when we were in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> he, ca- he came back two hours later with a trolley full of shopping his mum had asked him to get while he was on the trip. <laughs> How do you tell him off? Because the mum's not going to get cross because it's the mum who's put him in that position. And he's got 300 miles to do the big shop. <laughs> That's crazy. Tom says, uh, a kid in our school went down the wrong ski slope and ended up in a different village. The, bu- <laughs> the bus left and luckily he was spoiled on the bus, passed through the village he was in. Oh, my God. Right, we've got Craig on the line. Craig, uh, who is the school trip legend that you'd like to nominate? It's me, unfortunately, yes. Oh, wow. dear. You are the school trip legend. <laughs> now, yeah, why, is that, why is that, Craig? Why are you self-nominating? <laughs> Because I, I always used to uh, be travel sick. A- any trip longer than ten miles, oh, no. the uh, the plastic bags used to come out, and uh, <laughs> and the bus used to stink. <laughs> <laughs> Has it got better, Craig? Can you travel now? Uh, okay, no, not really. Uh, well, if I'm in the back, I'm, I'm always stuck a bit queasy. I'm, if I'm driving, I'm okay with the window open. Wow, so there was always a kid, wasn't there? There was either passed out in assembly or sick on the school bus. I I imagine you'd normally sat at the front with the dinner lady right the way through the trip with a bin bag on your lap. Yes, with the window open as well. But, Craig, do you know what? We have to salute you, because it sounds like you kept on saying yes to the school trips, thinking that this would be the one that you'd make it through. (laughs) Yeah, any, any longer than 10 miles, that was it. It was all over. You had a very specific radius, Craig, but you were a trier, God bless you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes. Everybody else used to hate me for it when we used to go on the school trips. Very uh, enigmatic text here. Doesn't give any more information. It just says, My brother Dave 
bitten by wolves. <laughs> That's it, no further information. School trip legend. Uh, a massive thank you from us uh, for all of you who have been uh, getting in touch uh, after we spoke earlier this week about this awful figure of 500,000 kids in the UK who don't have their own bed uh, to sleep on at night. We've got uh, together with uh, the charity Cash for Kids, uh, Benson's for Beds helping out as well as we uh, try and try and make a big dent into this figure for the better. Um, Nick has donated. Nick's in Brentford, says uh, Butch and Ricky, kudos chaps for doing this. Heartbreaking stuff that uh, needs to be sorted. Happy to get involved as much as I can. We feel like a plan is coming together a little bit on this show. Victoria from, well, let's say Wales, can't pronounce the place that she's from. Um, doesn't have any vowels in it. Uh, donated £50, she said, and she just sent her love, which is an amazing thing. Look, I, I'm, and the donations are coming in. And we know it's tough times at the moment, but uh, like we said, we're so shocked by this figure, we've surely got to try and do something about it. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash beds to donate. And more news on this for you. Watch this space mm. tomorrow on Home Time. So we've noticed loads of school trips about today. That's why we're celebrating school trip legends. Have you got someone in your past that turned into a legend? We've got Liz on the line right now. Liz, who was the school trip legend you want to nominate? Well, it was about me, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I'm doing self-scanning now, sir. <laughs> oh, brilliant. You're scanning some stuff at the moment. What are you having? I'm getting cat food. <laughs> Living the dream. It's asking me if I want to continue with my purchase, so sorry. We'll wait, we'll wait. go on. Yeah. You can finish your purchase up and we'll ask you about your, your school trip legend in a second. I won't be this second, sorry. Oh, that's all right, that's fine. So anyway, Liz, yeah, school trip legend, who is it? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, back in the 80s, gone on the school trip to the Great Yorkshire Show, it was a house trip. And I always knew I was a bit scared of heights, and I kind of dared myself to go on the, the death slide that the army had there. And I think it was probably because all the army men were quite um, fit and athletic and, you know, young girl crush. So I started my way up this death slide. It was like just an open tower of scaffold poles, and I kind of kept going, but I was saying to people, no, go past me, I'm a bit shaky, go past me. And I got almost to the top... And I couldn't, I just had to hold on. I'd wrap myself around the scaffolding pole. And <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking now thinking about it. Oh, still, no. Still, still awful. So there was an army guy at the top and he radioed down for his mate who was a bit like action man. He just came bounding up the steps. They stopped everybody else coming up. And he says to let go. And he's, I had this George Michael badge on my top. And he's saying, I'm sure George Michael would would be so proud of you <laughs> let me go George loved a good ad abseil didn't he do you know what I mean he would have been proud <laughs> hello oh dear <laughs> oh, no. never ever say that about George again Bush <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway it's the film club bit of a theme uh, to tonight's Home Time Film Club. Um, we were talking uh, just a few moments ago uh, about how uh, uh, it's the end of term. Kids are the stars right now. Plenty of them going up to like big schools or celebrating achievements at the end of the school year, all that kind of thing. So we thought tonight we would search for a film where the kids continue to be the stars. Kids are the stars. Some great movies with kids are the stars. First one that's coming out in my mind straight up was Stand By Me. 
Amazing kind of like coming of age kind of road travelling movie, that kind of thing. The other one I was going to chuck in, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Bit of a weird one, but we did, I think we did the book at school, but I remember it was one of those, those films that they wheeled in on the, you remember the days of having one tally and a yeah. VCR on, on wheels? Yeah. We watched that movie, it was in black and white countless times but it's still a classic just as a side note the number of times at school where like teachers had double booked the telly on wheels yes oh. uh, and you had a stressed teacher who, who'd got like a plan for a lesson where you're going to watch something but you can't have it because they've got the telly down the hallway what you have to do then is pivot and have the BBC Electron yeah. and do that dead boring programme on a floppy disk where you buy stuff from a market <laughs> two good starters Sorry, so I'm going yeah. to put forward 1970 classic and I'm sure they're a way better but it's the one that comes straight to mind the Railway Children. See, I've never seen that. You've never seen The Railway Children? The, the only reason we keep talking about it is that my other half, Katie's obsessed with it and they've done a reboot, apparently. They've, well, yeah, there's a reboot coming out imminently. There was a reboot in the noughties. The original with Bernard Cribbins is the best. Is this a trains thing? This is just a trains thing No, it's you, not a trains thing. Oh, yeah, is. I love me trains, but I think anyone who anyone would love this. It's not just a... Don't look at give me, me the, like Give that. me the percentage split. Of what? What percentage of it is just for trains, steam? For come on! No, I don't. I, no, no. <laughs> I know what you're insinuating. No, this I, I like this film because it's a great film. I'm Fun not buying you. that. I I think there's trains in there. There's the the train is the lure. Five percent for. Now we're getting there. Now we're getting. I think we keep asking him this. It'll be fifty before the end of this show. But let's not let's not <laughs> fall out over this. Okay. No, it's been we. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Neil has suggested Kindergarten Cop. Oh, it's, man. It's certainly not going to be films where the acting's brilliant, is it? Um, People it, love that film, though, don't they? It's uh, There's something about it. There's something yeah. about it. We're looking for the films tonight where the kids are the stars. Oh, we were talk bizarrely talking about this film a bit earlier on. Our producer, Nick, says he wants to sit down and watch it again. I'm always scared of going back to classics you haven't seen for a while. Monique says it's got to be E.T. Love them all plotting together against the authorities. I reckon E.T. has still stood the test of time. I'm not so sure, you know. Although that bit where E.T. is dressed as a lady... Oof. Uh, hate something wrong with you tonight. I do, I feel, I don't know, just a bit on the edge. <laughs> you are, I'll confirm that. Belter from Lorraine, even though Jack Black obviously a starring role in this, School of Rock, because the kids are the stars in that. Don't like that film. What do you not like? I'm not, a fan, I'm not a Jack Black fan. Look at producer Nick shaking his head at me. Well, I'm, I'm shaking my head as well. Well, you both can shake your heads, but it's not going to make any difference, because I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> I don't think I could predict a film that you could like. There's I'm, so much I could predict about you, but films, I don't think I could predict. Put it this way, Katie hates going through Netflix with me to try and choose a film. <laughs> I bet she does. She absolutely hates me for it. I can see her eyes burn into the side of my head. <laughs> Leaf from Cambridge says, Flight of the Navigator. Do you remember that? Yes. That lad crawls into that spaceship and flies about. You like that one? That was all right, that okay. one. <laughs> Sam in Ramsgate says, Christian Bale at the age of 13 in Empire of the Sun, 1987. Superb breakthrough performance considering little or no acting experience at the time. <laughs> Thank you, Barry Norman. Oh, there, Barry Norman. Uh, Di, what are you suggesting? Oh, uh, Honey, I Shrank the Kids with Rick Moranis. That amazing, I think it was 80s comedy, wasn't it? 80s and 90s. Whatever happened to Rick Moranis? When was the last time you, you saw Rick Moranis? Maybe he was everywhere in the uh, 80s, wasn't he? Uh, he's probably living the dream somewhere. Bush, he's probably living the dream, mate. Fair play. I yeah. would imagine with the repeat fees of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and. What was the second one called? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Further? I can't remember. I've uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 2, I think, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dice <great>. just owned us. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to quickly check. <laughs> he, he won't let this He won't let this go. He won't, this li he won't let this lie die. That's for sure. There was another one. Sequel. 
Honey, I blew up the kid. Fair, fair oh, point. That's the one. There Honestly. you go. Uh, but, Di, that's a fantastic suggestion of films. Thank you so much. Take care. You're doing well. Doing well. We'll take <laughs> that. Thanks. Some great stuff coming in. And by the way, if you're suggesting Goonies, you can't close it down straight away. People are saying, it's Goonies, no further suggestions required. We want to hear everyone's arguments on this. Paul says, uh, two ends of the spectrum here, Willy Wonka... And the Chocolate Factory, the original version. Agreed. Creepy as. And then The Lost Boys, which is an amazing film. I think we'll have to knock out the Willy Wonka, though, because the star of that was Gene Wilder. That's a good point, but there's some very good kid characters in there as well. There are indeed, but Gene steals it, I would argue. Diligently uh, getting film suggestions from you guys for movie night, whilst our producer Nick has actually had the audacity to tuck a napkin into his T-shirt as he's having a Tupperware meal. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. We shall plough on. Movies where kids are the stars, please. Martin and Bishop Stortford's... I, I mean, I, I don't know about this one. See what you think. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's no doubt. No doubt it's a great film. But if they're nicking a car in it, are they kids, really? I don't know if they're kids. I'm not sure they are, Martin. It's a brilliant film, but I don't think we're letting that one through. That one's barred. Aideen says, suggestion for a movie has got to be the never-ending story. Yes. But that big, like, weird... What's it called? Falcor. The great big white dog that can fly. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, never ending is the amount of texts that have come through for Goonies. Are we going to give in to Goon- the Goonies mob? I think, I, I, do you know what? They, they've, they've clogged the system up, and I think by volume alone. Well, there's a late bid from Louise to get Annie in. Definitely, that's not happening. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Annie's not saving it. Goonies is your winner. <laughs> oh, is it, is producer Nick choked on his uh, volivons over there. <laughs> Don't rescue him with his serviette. <laughs> Goonies is our winner tonight. Good choice. We're losing it in here, aren't we? You have to remember that we were away in La Rochelle. It took time to come back from La Rochelle. Yes. We, we didn't really have a weekend, all right? I know your heart's bleeding for I us. Know, I know, I can imagine. We've been working... There's ten, no just giving page for that. <laughs> ten days on the trot, <laughs> and we are falling apart in here, in a happy way, but I think we're just going a bit crazy. So it's, it's probably heat. for the best. It's, yes, the heat as well. It's probably for the best that we, we pack up and say, let's just let's call it quits there. The Daily Takeaway... There's the Home Time Show uh, in the bag. We hope you enjoy it. And again, thank you to Donato for keeping us uh, up to date with his adventures. And that's the kind of stuff we love. If there's anything going on in your life, you might think it insignificant, but we we love hearing about what you get up to. And that's what this show's all about. You can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk.